Hi, welcome back to One More Thing with Tiffany and Anthony. Hello. <laughs> Today we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 11, Brand New Day. It's almost the end! It's the, uh, what do um, they call it? The penultimate episode, which is the episode before. The penultimate, yeah. yeah. It's the penultimate. You like that? Like my big fancy words? Because, uh... You are fancy, yeah. Because the finale is going to be two episodes. It's going to be a two-hour epic I always, series finale. They always say that, but I'm always like, it's still just one episode. Basically, yeah. It's just like if you're watching like a two-hour, it's like a two-hour show. It's like it's still one episode. It's not two different episodes. I hate when they say like it's two episodes. Yeah, because if it was two episodes, they would have they would have been, they would have separated them out by. A week. Exactly. And I just feel like you're lying to us. Stop lying to us. Just tell us the truth. It's one big episode. Just say it right. It's like the people who say February. At least I hope it is. When we all know it's February. Okay. Yeah. At least I hope it is. uh, It has the feeling of one big episode versus why did you put these two episodes together in the same night when we could have had two more weeks of the show? Oh, silly Tiffany. You know that's how it's going to feel. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna... i mean i'd rather have them yeah i'd rather have them break it up into like you know an hour episode uh this wednesday and then the finale hour episode next week instead of doing just one last episode two hours yeah because i'm selfish and i just want more shit it also would have been nice yeah and i'm like you know i was just thinking it would be nice if you know we could have gotten like uh a one hour retrospective look back on shield you know because it's been seven years yeah it's a big show it's weird how like give me something (laughs) give me something (laughs) um yeah it is weird how like some shows will do that um kind of like arrow did and then like other shows like are just like no finale that's it no retrospective and it's like um, (laughs) yeah we should always get a retrospective i don't know I would think so. I like those. Especially if you've been on for a while. Like, if you've been on for two years, you're not retrospective. But over five years, you deserve one. Yeah, like, it should be a rule. <laughs> Let's make that rule. How do we make that happen? Yeah. It is law. I made it a rule. Yeah. Awesome. Talk to the ABC uh, studios. ABC? Right? It's ABC. Yeah. <laughs> it's ABC. It's ABC. Yeah. ABC, Disney, somebody. Yeah. Get on it. It's somebody. Talk to Mickey Mouse. All right. Yeah. All right. I got it. All right, all right, I'm gonna call Mickey. Cool. <laughs> you, got, you got his number. Nice. Uh, so I was thinking about the episode, uh, and I realized it was super frustrating. Like that was my overall thought of the episode, and you know why it was super frustrating? Because it hit me like it was like towards the end of the, the episode that I realized, oh my god, Nathaniel and Cora are kind of like the knockoff, watered down, not as intriguing versions of Ward and Agent 33. Oh, I can see those comparisons. Remember when Ward yeah, yeah, remember when Ward hooked up with Agent 33 and they were like they went she was crazy, he went a little crazy and first they were in love and then they wanted to get revenge against uh Shield and then they just want to be like in love getting revenge against Shield but living an almost sad life and then, you know, Agent Ward got killed. Well, Ward killed Agent 33 
yeah. by accident. Right. <laughs> thinking it was uh, May. And that kind of threw him off, you know, made him go even crazier. And I realized, like, yeah, I think if this final season had been a time, and as I said, as someone who was done with Ward and was happy with his ending in uh, the framework, I think if this final season had had a uh, out-of-time version of Ward in Agent 33 joined up with the Chromicons messing with them in place of Korra, I think I would have enjoyed okay, it more. First of all, you need to get the hell out of my head. Um, that's exactly <laughs> how dare you stay in there and, um, that's exactly what I, I mean not the 33 <laughs> part but I was thinking if like because I forgot about that but that mm-hmm. is a very good comparison especially with Cora but I was thinking like if instead of Nathaniel we had Ward working with the Chromicons and like you said being like another version of Ward who you know it's kind of like one of those like mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like they even kind of mentioned it here no matter what Ward's just going to be bad you know so because I feel like he was yeah. in the framework, but that was a made-up thing. It wasn't like a real ward, you know? So yeah. I feel like if, if they would have yeah. had like another version of Ward, and instead of the, the Nathaniel character, we had Ward doing this, I think it would have you know, obviously given us fan service because, you know, hey, it's Ward and it's the last season. And two, he just plays mm-hmm. that role. So it's, you know, and I think you said this in one of the last podcasts, it's Nathaniel is like it's like a child playing the part of, you know, of trying to act like he's this big bad. It's like, you know, like if like a teenager was in his room pretending to be like, you know, a supervillain, that's how Nathaniel feels. And yet if like Ward would have played that role, if that would have been the Ward role, it was like Ward feels like a grown up version and a more mature and like believable version of what like Nathaniel's trying to be. Yep, and he has all that earned history, and there's a lot of like you know, we know them, we know him, they know him, he knows them. Like, it's it's all it's everything that the the difficulties that they would have with him and the, the things that he would do against them is yeah. all earned. It hit me in this episode like nothing like all his like hate and anger against Shield doesn't feel uh and when I mean him I think I mean Nathaniel doesn't feel earned like he makes a comment in this episode like that's from a pop someone did you care about your pops I don't feel like I don't think as I said there was not enough time to develop him and then not enough time to develop him as against Shield and then they threw in all of a sudden like now this insta thing with him and Korra and I realized that the, the reason why I bought Ward and Agent 33's whole vendetta is because we got to see it develop over time. Um, we got to understand why they went against them. We, we got, especially got to understand why Agent 33 went against them. And so have Cora like just pop up going, yeah, I don't like Shield 2. I'm like, you didn't even know who Shield was last week. I mean, <laughs> and now you so, hate them. You know, that's been my, my big issue. I go, is how un- underdeveloped their motivations feel how quickly they're progressing things and yeah i was going to get to that when we get to the you know the part where cora and nathaniel mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> um, yeah it, it 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 feels so like you said unearned that's a great i go way to put it it's so unearned we haven't followed these people it's like she's been in three episodes and like the first episode she was just kind of there five minutes into a conversation with Malik she sides with him we still have no like really backstory we don't know these characters it's like they haven't you know Nathaniel was like saw a sky's up or Daisy's power wanted it 
and then now he wants to just chaos and anarchy based on what like like uh, his motivation still makes no sense it's like you saw her powers and you wanted them where did that lead you to go okay but no i also now want chaos and anarchy and i'm gonna work and a a new new world world order. order where did that motivate like like you said we know where all of ward's motivation came from they showed us that like they showed us and it's like okay i get you can't have a whole you know you can't do you can't show us that as much with Nathaniel as you could with Ward, because obviously Ward was on the show for a couple of years. But you would think they would at least have one <laughs> episode where they clearly explained where Nathaniel's motivation is coming from, why he wants chaos and anarchy and a new world order. Because from what they've shown us, we don't get it. All we know is he likes Sky or Daisy's power, and he's not big into the whole shield uh hydra thing but why why isn't he like are we just supposed to assume something like i don't i don't know and then the whole relationship with cora talk about an underdeveloped character that just does stuff and it's just so rando and random and you're just like okay yeah whatever they they've told us uh, they tell us cora stuff but they don't show and i hate to say it but i would have rather uh, like an episode where we get to see i don't know some flashbacks of cora some flashbacks of nathaniel maybe Cora and Nathaniel want to understand where they're coming from and how this like whole thing got started and why they're together and why they're a thing. Just like we need like, you know, the idea of when he comes to afterlife and he's all like, you know, come with me. You want to live. And she just joins up. We needed to know yeah, we need to know that they have been meeting before yes. that. Like I that much if that we haven't known that they've been meeting before that, then maybe her going with him will make more sense and them hooking up at the end of this episode would make more sense. Right now it looks like, oh, we just had them here, we need to put them together because they're filling in for Warden Agent 3. Yeah, or they're just doing that trope where obviously the big bad and like his right hand girl, whatever, needs to also be in a relationship because that's such a villain trope now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I've said it in uh, one of the other podcasts. Uh, if you would have just shown us that, you know, when Malik uh, shows up in Afterlife, like just one scene, just give us a quick like, hey, you know, they've mean they've been meeting there for weeks and everything, and that's how he convinced her, and that's how he like you know, kind of like you know, persuaded her to turn against Afterlife and to turn against Jaying. Like, it also would show that oh, okay, now like you said, now I understand why they're in a relationship. I understand why they're into each other because you know. They had been spending time together. Like, just one little scene, you show us that, and it makes this a lot more stomachable, if that's a word. I can stomach it more. Yes. <laughs> it's not a word, but it's not a word, but we'll but use that exactly. word. You know what? It, it's a word if you understand where I was going with it. Um, so, yeah, it, I would have been able to stomach it more and be like, okay, at least that kind of makes sense. Instead, like, a, you know, like we were saying, it's all these just quick, random out of the blue okay they're gonna do this yeah we're not gonna explain their motivation behind it oh yeah they're also doing this Eh, we're not gonna show you why and it's like why uh they just they just are that's it all it's just that they just are they they are this they are doing this it just just right it's It's like like, it, it just feels like you know um a ratings grab just like we're throwing shit at you because like oh don't you think that's cool or don't you think that would look you know good for the scene and it's like or oh isn't that an interesting plot twist and it's like no i would like you to actually show me yeah what, no. what their motivations are i'd like a story to be told to me properly 
especially with two brand new characters. Yes. They're not like characters like we saw Nathaniel once in a flashback episode where he like died off super quickly. Like yeah. <laughs> we don't really exactly. we didn't really know him then, you know? And Cora we just met this season, like then and then the second half of the season. So they're not like characters we've known for a long time that you can get away with this. You don't know them. You gotta explain it to us. I, I, I don't know. And there's That's no great. more seasons. If we had another season, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'll go right. with it. Next season, maybe they'll flush them out. We don't have any more of them. Exactly. And yeah, they again, they just feel they're underdeveloped. They're rushing everything. And just the characters themselves, like, again, it, it really does feel like, you know, a knockoff warden at 33. It's like, uh, I just wish someone else was playing that role. Yeah, for both of them. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just hate the fact that they're so, they're such a big part of the season. They're such a big part of that's why I'm yeah. so frustrated, and I and it and it carries over to like there's certain scenes in this episode. I'm like, why are you here, Nathaniel? I don't want you to be here. Because every time they deal with something with Sybil or the Chronicons, it feels impactful. It feels big. It feels like yes, I'm in. Yes. This. And then, unfortunately, for the whole second half of the season, that's been few and far between. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, let's get into the actual episode. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that, uh, so, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the last episode we had uh uh Nathaniel has hijacked the Zephyr. He's taken off and they're watching uh everyone on the ground is watching the Zephyr on the radar as it goes higher and higher and higher and it like disappears off the satellite and they realize they're now back in they're out in space. Space. The final frontier. But that's, that's okay cuz Mac <laughs> you know, because Mac and everyone else have come back in and they're bringing Cora and Daisy's like oh Daisy's mad <laughs> yeah she's not happy and May's like okay don't tell her about Jaying because Cora's not stable and you know we need to you know keep her under control and Daisy's like no I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna mess her up but May's like no 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 secret keep a secret <laughs> and then like the first thing <laughs> she does is she like Cora's like, hey, what's up? And Daisy like quakes her to the wall. <laughs> quakes. I mean, look, I I yes. gotta say, I, I was down with Daisy. <laughs> I, you know what? I was like, this is with the this is episode one. Yeah, go for it, Daisy. Do it. Yeah, I was like, do it, Daisy. Yeah. I like snap her neck. No, that's <laughs> um, Quaker. Yeah, I was Quaker. <laughs> And then, um, then Mac yeah. remembers he's actually director because <laughs> he's like, so, I ordered you to put her down. I'm like, I thought you weren't director anymore. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, I made a little quip when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, we director now? I'm like, shouldn't you actually ask Colson? I was like, what? You know? I was like, okay, like, we're back in, We're back with director. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I, and again, it's another thing I really don't understand. It's like, didn't, like, all joking aside, didn't he give up authority? I thought he did. Uh, I really thought he did, but I guess it was just in that one instance on what they should do about Sybil. I don't know. Sure. Or maybe he realized no one else was going to tell her to stop <laughs> choking the girl out, so he had to do it. <laughs> um, is anyone going to stop her? Because they no. were kind of watching. No? no? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I order you. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Yo-Yo's like, do it, do it. Because Yo-Yo's a little bloodthirsty this episode. <laughs> 
Um, told you it was oh yo yo. She was back. Yo <laughs> yo's like, why shouldn't we kill Malik? Yeah, let's do it. Why shouldn't? We? Who cares if they die? If these people die, it's like, damn, yo yo. She's like, I'm back. It's like, okay, all right. Got my powers. <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> and then uh, Cora, who at this point I'm thinking is still crazy, but no, she's being crafty. She claims she wants to join Shield. She wants to join <laughs> Shield. Excuse me. And you know, rightfully, everyone's like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" And okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. So the like the plan, like what she's saying that oh, what Malik wants and what they're doing is is that they want to that they're all kind of on the same side because they want to take out any threats before they happen, right? Like, yeah. Is, is that, like, that's the thing. It's like, oh, we're, we're kind of on the same side. All we're doing, you know, and they're like, oh, you're killers. And she's like, oh, all we're doing are taking out threats that, you know, can, you know, possible threats. For she wants future. to save lives. So yeah. And they... reduce suffering. And then like, and I'd like how May pointed out, but you killed Lee. And he's like, she's like, yeah, cause he was going to try to kill me. So I, mean, I, right. I took care of that threat. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, it's kind of like, so like, obviously as a viewer, we're watching that going, well, that's complete bullshit because it, the whole Malik's mm-hmm. whole thing is anarchy. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, the... <coughs> sorry. Like um, when she like she talks about like using the future knowledge mm-hmm. and like because like they're gonna save people who have died. She's like people like me and like the the two guys like you know like me and like Susa and like the two guys because they brought back the two guys that they gave the inhuman powers to. Yeah, and they locked them up. And Yo Yo was watching them, but um, she's like like you know I I'm alive and Susan's alive and they're alive like you know we're saving lives this way and then Matt's like um you don't save everyone's lives she's like yeah I'm sorry about your parents and this is the thing that I this is one of those moments where I wish Fitz was around Mm. because she says like don't you guys realize what's going on it's like the deaths of your parents are proof that you guys are in another timeline timeline right and I want Fitz would have been the first person to tell you this yes so, and so her whole thing is she's like basically we're gonna abandon the old timeline and we're gonna save lives in this new timeline and, right so well so right so she's like well don't you see what's going on and colson is like oh yeah we're in another timeline um so yeah but i so i feel like the show was trying to set up like okay like she's saying like we can save lives you know we take care of these threats and the viewer is like oh but you know Malik is all about a new world order. He's all about anarchy and chaos. So then I feel mm-hmm. like the show was trying to set you up of going, oh, so now do, maybe, you know, like, oh, maybe Cora doesn't understand that. Maybe, maybe she is separate from maybe, him. Right. Maybe she's yeah. separate from him. Maybe she think like that's the, the line in his five minute speech at Afterlife that he told her and anything <laughs> that, you know, and she was like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. We're saving lives. So I feel like the show was trying to also set the viewer up as like, oh, but look, maybe Cora's not part of that. Maybe Cora believes that they're actually, that's their goal, that they're saving lives and anything even though i was still like no yeah just because i hate cora and i was like even if she did believe that i'd be like yeah. no she sucks no um but it was like all right yeah so i mean i did but like, i, I, did... I, but oh, I did like the yeah sorry no you said what you finish your thought oh no i was just gonna say i go i did oh. like the, the fact that the show was 
trying to at least kind of misdirect you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So, cause it was like, cause I mean, there was part of me that goes, okay. I guess what I meant was like, even if she, if that's what she thought, I still wouldn't have liked it because again, it just would have been very, uh, out of character came out of nowhere. I, I don't want her playing the hero. I don't want her being some type of like, you know, mm-hmm. redeeming, uh, uh, having some redeeming quality because like, I don't care yeah, about her. I'm delusional in our, our, she's delusional, but she's trying to help. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I go. Uh, so I, didn't want I think they're going to try she's going to turn around to be good, which I think is bullcrap. I think they're going to still try to redeem her because I guess they figured they didn't do enough work in making her bad, so let's not do enough work in making her good. Let's half-ass her every way. I did want to say I liked that they kind of like, like I said, settled on what they their version of the time travel like when they go back in time and mess you know mess with things mm-hmm. they've now created a new time yes and and she's like she's like let's make this a better universe you know with shield like in a brand new day using the title of the episode um and make this a better universe by you know doing like there's a list of 30 names that we take take them out and we can like save thousands and like Mac and Colson, like no, 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 we're not a, a kill squad, right? And all I could think, and all I could think of was like um, in Avengers uh, Endgame when they were talking about going back in time, and Rhodey's like, "Should we just go back and kill baby Thanos?" <laughs> right. And like, he would have been down. He would have been down with that plan. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, but Colson's like, this is basically another version of Project Insight, which it is. It is. So this whole so if you kill these people. Yeah, so this whole and this, this whole episode, episode is what? I no, I was gonna say I go this episode also had a very uh winter soldier type feel to it. Where everyone has to make a tough decision yeah. about what what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Exactly. I go that and and also too, I guess uh, the similarities towards the end with the whole, you know, what happens, you know, there, which we'll get into. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh well, I guess we're staying at the uh with them, and then we'll go to Nathaniel on the on the Zephyr. Yeah, that sounds good. So they're like, you know, so Colson's like, yeah, we're not a deaf squad, and Cora was like, Sybil predicted you would say that, and, and she's like, and she's like, and I, and she's like, I want to talk to my sister. I want to talk to Daisy, and she's like, and she's like, I want to talk to you alone. She's like, Sybil predicted you'd say that too, and I just like, I just want to slap her at Sybil. <laughs> Yeah. Also, that's getting. But she re- predicted you would. It, that's getting yeah. really old, which is every time they do something, or every time they say, you know, either Malik or Cora, like, well, Sybil predicted that. You know, there was a ninety-eight percent chance you were going to do. It's like, oh Christ, we get it. Like you have her as a predictor, but stop using that for everything. Yeah. So she, like Daisy, takes Cora off to another room and. Cora is still playing this whole like I'm kind of against Nathaniel because she's like Nathaniel says that uh, Shield's all about control and all this and as I said as we belabored this over and over again you know it would have been nice if we had just that episode when they meet Nathaniel in the 70s at -hmm. the bar instead of having the scene where Gideon's hitting on Daisy we have innocent milk drinking Nathaniel talking about how much he doesn't really trust like shield and how he's like uncomfortable with shields things and that way you lay the foundation 
of this version of the stand you're talking about, we gotta take down Shield. And we gotta take down Hydra. And we gotta take down all. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that been easy? Wouldn't that been simple? It's uh, absolutely. I mean, agreed. It, it's amazing how just like we said, one or two uh scenes where you just throw in the character's motivation and and how he's feeling and why he's doing again, you have to develop characters. If you don't develop the characters and yeah. you don't like show what their motivations are and why they do stuff, then what if if you're not showing who they are, then okay, you can yes. oh, say that again because you went in and out. Hello. Hello. Yes, I was gonna say your sentence again because you went in and out. Why oh, you I was saying gonna that? say go. This is why it's so important to show characters' motivations. This is why it's so important to, you know, basically give a you know a rich, full character and why we need to follow a character and understand who the character is because. If you don't tell us who this character is, if you don't, you know, develop him or her properly, then when they do stuff, we're just like, well, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know their motivations. I don't know what makes them tick. I don't know what, you know, what makes them angry or happy. So when they start doing stuff, it just feels so freaking random. So because these characters are so underdeveloped and we don't know their motivations, we don't know who they are. When they start doing things, we're just like. I just feel so random. Like, why is he doing this? Why is she doing this? Like, this makes no sense. And to have Cora, of all people, telling us about Nathaniel, like, you're less developed than he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, God, character yeah. development is so important. And again, you can develop a character just by little things with, like you said, a scene here, you throw that scene in, you know, the scene that we were talking about in Afterlife, if they just would have made it that he was visiting Cora before, these little things, and uh, they would just, I don't know, they would make everything just kind of flow so much better. So, I agree. So they have a little conversation where they talk about, like, Cora growing up with Jaying and Daisy not growing up with Jaying and how like you know Daisy like Cora's like I'm sad I'm sad you didn't have that life and then Daisy's like I'm sad that you threw it away right and I went yeah I did like that, <laughs> you yeah. threw it away kind of twice basically the first yeah. in the first timeline when she kills herself and the second timeline when she helps destroy it right you know so that's kind of sad, yeah. So, and she's like, so I was thinking about, sorry, I was thinking about oh, the Cora thing, yeah. And it's kind of like, and I know we'll we'll mm -hmm. like get there, but so was this whole thing an act with Cora? I don't know because I don't know anything about Cora. Right. Okay. I have nothing to work from. I, all I, all we knew about Cora pre Nathaniel was she was always trying to get away from afterlife, and then she's going to kill herself. Right. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what is what. Is Cora that is warped by Nathaniel and the Chromicons, and what is Cora that would have been with you know, yeah, pre Nathaniel and the Chromicons? Yeah, know? no, okay. See, it's so because I don't know. They don't. They didn't develop her character, so I have no idea. I'm still like, eh, I don't know. You could at this point, you're basically telling me she could do anything right now, and I'll be and I'll believe it because I'm like, she's just a rando person. Yeah. Uh. Well, she says. Um. She wants to like. The Cora's all like, I want to spend some time together. I want to, you know, hang out with my sis. She's like, because Sybil said that there's no future where Daisy lets her sister fight a lot. Right. And Daisy's like, she's right. And you're like, you know what? That is a Daisy thing. 
where she is like she does she does appreciate her family she loves her found family and shield but she has been looking from the beginning of the series for her birth family she met her mother she went on with her like got along great with her mother until her mother tried to kill her she hated her father but then like turned around to be on his side and like helped him out and gave him a brand new life so you can see why she finds a brand new sister that she would want to do what she can to be with her brand yeah, new sister. Yeah, but I need more than just that one scene. Again, I feel like it's back to that whole, well, Sybil said this, so, and Daisy's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, like, I needed Cora to, I needed them to spend a little more time, Cora to at least even pretend to do something good to help them out where, before she gained Daisy's like, kind of trust, and it was too quick of like, yeah, you're right, because that's just who I am. And it's like, uh, all right. I mean, I well, that, well, well, right there, she was playing her though, right? And anything, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but it's it's kind of like she was playing her, but it's kind of like that is who Daisy, that is who Daisy is, and it's kind of like, uh, like I just felt like I needed more. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't think I wouldn't see, I wouldn't see Daisy doing it just off that based off that one conversation. I would see that if they had more time eventually Daisy would probably get to that, that part of her life where she would want to yeah, help I see, Cora yeah, I see because that's her sister. But I wouldn't see like, I didn't see her, like she met her and she said, well, Sybil said you would help me no matter what. And she go, okay, I'll help you. Like, I didn't see that. I just saw it as, okay, eventually she would probably get there if they had more time, but she wasn't there right then. Right. But stupid, but stupid Cora, <laughs> and I'm calling stupid, thinks, oh, well, because Sybil predicted this, Sybil's always right. Because Sybil predicts stuff, but Sybil doesn't understand humans, which is what Coulson told her before. Right. Well, no, Sybil understands humans. She said that Daisy would always go and protect her sister. She didn't say what's a And we know this because, like, our next scene with Daisy is she's got on her Quake costume. <laughs> I like Zeus is like, uh, okay. He's like, she's like, because he, he runs, she runs into him like when she's trying to sneak out, and he's like, "What is this?" Zeus's reaction is still the best though. He is. He's like, I'm just gonna wander around. Don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna react. <laughs> That's what he looks like he's doing. <laughs> he looks like he's just wandering around everything. And because she already knows, based on their time and the time loops, that he will always help her, no questions asked. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's all like, wait, do you always follow the rules? He's like, yeah, you know, I never let a person go, you know, a man go off on their own. And she's like, oh, you learn an army? He's like, no, I learned the Boy Scouts. Like, what, you're a Boy Scout? Yes. Okay. Definitely always follow the rules. Such so, a square. you need to come with me. <laughs> she did call her square. <laughs> and she's like, her plan is she's going to steal the Quinjet yes. <laughs> and get to uh, the Zephyr because she's like, you know, the way to defeat Sybil is to be, you know, unpredictable. Right. And Susa would never go along. Susa doesn't break the rules. So she needs to bring Susa with her right. because that's unpredictable. And she's like, yeah, she's like, <clears throat> Sybil's right. I would always try to save my sister. My sister Jenna Simmons. Oh shit! <laughs> I love that line. That's a great line, though. I was like, "Good for you, Daisy." Good because I was like, <clears throat> if she 
didn't go off for Simmons, that'd be just completely out of character. Exactly. <laughs> and and look, like I said, I, I go props to Shield, because, props to you know, props to to the show <laughs> and anything. I, I honestly did like Daisy in this episode. It was. It might have been the best Daisy yeah. episode <laughs> in a while. <laughs> So I love that scene. So they, yeah, so she goes to steal the uh, Quinjet. Um, I, I did, I don't know why I just like the fact that when she, when they're in the Quinjet and she's trying to like start it up and it won't, like it won't let her because she has to have like authorization. I'm like, thank you. Because I feel like that's something that you should definitely have, you know? Well, she's like, she's like, oh, we're going to like, you know, burn off the fuel and go up there and kind of float to the Zephyr and I and he's like okay so you know how to fly this and she's all like well everyone Everyone's has, has flown the Quinjet I'm like but you haven't <laughs> you of all of them have not I didn't get I, I, and then, laugh, but I didn't get that reasoning and she's like well everyone's flown the Quinjet everyone's done it it's like but and he's like so you have she's like well no and it's like yeah exactly so what is everyone flying like did you yeah. just think well if everyone else can do it i'll find out how to do it and that's a daisy it thing right there daisy but thing. i did like when mac shows up with the shotgun axe and he's all like oh so you need the director's authorization to open the doors and he, she's like oh yeah and then mac decides guess what i'm coming too because that could be unpredictable too i could be wild and crazy and also i could fly exactly. <laughs> You can't. I can, I can. I can turn this thing on first of all, and I can fly. Um, <laughs> I also like it too because he had the shotgun, and I feel like he had a bag with him. And Daisy looked like, oh no, like he's here to stop me. And it's like Daisy, he's clearly there to go along with you. Why would he bring a shotgun axe to stop you? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, and I felt like he had. Did he have like a, a bag, duffel bag or something? Like I felt like he had something else. I, I think he did. I think he had some supplies. Yeah, yeah and it was like weapons, small weapons. It's like, does that look like a dude who's trying to stop you? No, clearly he's going with you. Um, yeah, so I, I like the fact that Mac was like, you know, I'm coming along too, and it's like, ah, oh, that's nice. Give him something to do. Yeah. So he gets them up, and they take off, and they're in space, and uh, I like when Sousa gets to see, like, you know, Earth from space. Oh, that's great. And it was a good it was a good moment from and they like they they find they do the whole thing where they find the path to the zephyr and they burn uh they're burning off the fuel and they're gonna float down to it and get there that was boring yeah i did <laughs> that was boring. i did i just like go for it yeah no i i, I just got to the susa thing i did like susa's whole like this is what like we all like dreamed about he's like you know because you know back in the that's later that's later the first part is when he's floating in the air and they have to put on like the gravity. Yeah, no, but I just like that part. <laughs> oh, I, I was gonna get to that part. All right. Cause, huh? you know, sorry. Look, I got notes for a reason, man. <laughs> I get it. I'm gonna fly by the seat of your pants type podcast. <laughs> you yeah, then you make me get all confused. I forget to bring up stuff we should bring up. This is why you work, because I'm a rebel, Dottie. <laughs> You're no good. Because now uh, Daisy is like, Sousa is now sitting in the front, and Daisy and Mac are just kind of like working on. I guess he's trying to make sure they have like, they're using less uh, power for like oxygen. And she's like, he's like, the timeline is now changed. She's like, we're never going to go home. We're like, we're never going to get back to the original timeline. 
and she tells him about she tells Mac about what Enoch said about this gonna be their last yeah. mission. And Max, like, like, you know, yeah, probably. he thinks it's, yeah, he's like, and she's like, but I don't, she's, and she's like, I don't want to lose my family. And I'm like, yeah, the, the one overwhelming, overriding thing of point of this whole show has been about Daisy and S.H.I.E.L.D. being a family. Right. Um, and so, and she's like, I don't know who I am without them. And he's all like, you know who you are, you know who you are with anyone. And she like looks at yeah. Susa. <laughs> <laughs> And and he's like, I yo oh yo yo. yo he's yo, like, yo yo owes me twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, and oh, I, yeah. and like, yeah. I was gonna say, I kind of like the scene, you know, because you kind of figured that after he was originally kind of Fitz's partner, he helped Fitz back when Fitz was having his issues. But then once uh, Daisy, like him, got her powers and he got like you know. They became partners. Yeah. And I kind of missed that relationship between him and Daisy. So, yeah, I, I agree. I was going to say, I go, I, I like the fact that, you know, they kind of brought back that relationship between Mac and, and especially season three when she was like, you know, with the whole hive thing. I go, they really got like close and they really got like, they had this like bond. So, I, I like that they brought that back. And I, and I really liked the scene. I thought it was, I thought the scene was well done because it felt, it felt emotional because it it felt like you know it didn't just feel like daisy and mac two characters it felt like you know because it's the you know uh last season and whatnot it kind of felt like Mm -hmm. you know like more than just like these characters it felt like the actors were like hey this is it like what are we gonna do when this is over you know oh she's like what happens with like you know what we're just gonna be like people who still yes exactly oh if i see you like i'm in town we'll hang out he's like there's phones and she's like no you're my family and you, you yeah exactly and I, I thought that was really cool and it it made me like daisy because i was like you know what I, I a lot of our issues or a lot of my issues too has been like sometimes you know daisy either goes off on her own or she's always like breaking rules or she's always just sometimes doing selfish reasons and I like it because you could see how much shield has meant to her and how much it means to her. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just like that whole, like, you know, where I, I feel like back in just a couple seasons before with like maybe the uh, ghost rider, I go season Daisy would have been like, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be part of shield anymore. I'd rather be on my own, like whatnot. And I like the fact that now in like season seven, Daisy's the one being like, no, like, this is my family. This is, you know, <laughs> I want to keep, want to keep everyone, everyone together. together. Yeah, and I like that difference from again from her from when you first meet her to where she is now, and I'm like, oh, I kind I like that. I like the fact that you know how much Shield means to her, and it, yeah, it was just it was a really dope conversation. Mm-hmm. So now you can go to your Susa staring out in wonder scene. Um, yeah, because now Daisy's taking a nap. <laughs> so. She's like napping, and uh, Mac and Sousa are both sitting up front now. They're they're up front, looking at the wonders of of mm-hmm. space. And I like because he's like, yep. "This is what we all dreamed about." He goes, "This is you know what you know everyone wanted to do." You know, because again, back in the forties, like that was the big thing. Ooh, you know. Yeah, he died before he died in the fifties, like before they yeah, went exactly. to the moon. So, like that would be their big you know accomplishment what they want to do like oh we could maybe one day we can go to space and everyone in shield is like 
space. Like, this is basically where we live. <laughs> like, yeah. that is where we live and everything. So, um, yeah, so I, I kind of like, like the way, and again, just I, I feel like a lot of like the big emotional moments or even like little emotional moments like this, I feel like they were really on point because just like the way he says it and like how he's looking out at, you know, the big vast beyond, which is space. Like, I don't know, it just, it like really hit home. It was like, oh, wow, that's a really well done scene. And then we get the talk. <laughs> he's like, what are your, Max, like, what are your intentions? Because she's got intentions. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like if there's one person you don't need to give a talk to, it's Sousa. Well, it was funny when he was all like, you know, Mac, because you're very like, he's like, just Sousa, you're very like straight ahead. I went, Max, so are you? But you're kind of a square. Is, but like, Sousa, I don't know who you're calling a square. Sousa makes Mac look like freaking uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> and it was like and he's get, oh I, god I know. and he's giving him like the speech of like you know about how daisy cares about him and because he's all like like whoa what do you mean and he's like come on bro it's like you know she like cares about you and anything and she has feelings for you and seuss is like <laughs> oh like oh okay and it's like and i'm like oh yeah that's right <laughs> he doesn't remember the uh time shift or whatever um but he's the yeah, loops. the loops. The loop kisses. The loop kisses, exactly. <laughs> um, so he's like giving, you know, doing the whole like Daisy's like family, like you better not hurt her. And I'm in my head, I'm going, I kind of feel like you should be giving Daisy that speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like he's a man, like they said, man out of time. I'm like, he's just floundering here. She's more secure and like yeah. everything. I so. feel like she would be the one <laughs> to like really destroy that relationship, not Susan. <laughs> yeah. But I think like, he's like, the whole team really will come right. and get you and, and I just, mess like, with her. But the whole family again, it was, moment. It was yeah. well done. Like, I like the dynamic. And then I just, I don't know why this really just, like, tickled me. But the whole Quake name. That was so funny. Uh, Quake? What? That's her superhero he, name. Quake? <laughs> he's like, can he's you like, hear you this hear out loud? He's like, Quake. <laughs> And they keep and he keeps saying it, and then him and like Max start like laughing, and I don't know why. I'm like that is really funny when you say it out loud. It's like because we always joke about it, it's like quake, and then we have to like put on like a, a heavy voice just to kind of make it sound cool. So that's why we we always go quake. I yeah, know, but that's just like, and then not only that, but I also felt like they lingered on Mac and Sousa laughing like really long. Like I feel like you know they kind of the scene like seemed like it lasted like a longer time than it should have and i don't know why but that made me laugh even more because like this feels awkward now they're laughing and they're just looking at each other and laughing <laughs> and then that just made me laugh so so they can do like a montage later of everyone having a good time you can see that <laughs> shot of them laughing and something off maybe i think it <laughs> i mean i dug it as everyone dies uh so now they are now everyone's awake She's awake and they're getting closer to the Zephyr and like, all right, we're going to like shoot towards it. We're going to get on it. And uh, Sousa like calls her Quake and she's all like, that's not, I don't, I don't like the name. And she's then they're flirting. She's like, the newspapers gave my names. Like, all right, Quake, do you want like a thick hue <laughs> on your, belt? your, yeah. your belt? <laughs> and then Max is like laughing and I went, oh, you know what? There you go. This is probably the best yeah. map. <laughs> this season it's it's 100 percent. 
<laughs> well, he's just laughing at them. That. This is the best <laughs> Mac ever. And this was one of the better at Daisy episodes. So I was mm-hmm. like, well done. Well done on, on that part. It's like, we're, like we're close to the end. So we're here, giving you this. terrible <laughs> villains. So we might as well give you a good Mac and Daisy. <laughs> I think that's why I've enjoyed them so much. I'm like, yeah. at least they're not them. Cora's making me appreciate <laughs> Daisy so much. <laughs> All right. So we'll put a pin on them because they suddenly see something in the sky, but we're not going to talk about that. Yes. We're going to go back to May and Colson. Yeah. So I like how they still, even in this stage, know each other very well. Like, I like the fact, and again, we'll, you can use your notes to flush out the scene more. But I love the, the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. May is able to understand, like, hey, Colson can probably do things with his robotness. <laughs> Wait, say that again. You you, you I, said hey, and then you blanked go, out, and then I heard you laughing. May, <laughs> I go, can realize that, you know, hey, Colson can probably do things with his robotness. I go with his, you know. Com- Going back to Colson and May, they watch as uh, Mac flies the Zephyr, the, the Quinjet out, and they're like, oh, a, a shield agent, a shield director going rogue because they realized that they took off to go do their own thing. And he has, uh, he wants Cora, he wants May to work on Cora. He wants yeah. her to feel her out, see where she's at because they have her like locked up now. But isn't that around the and... same scene? No, because first, uh, May goes to talk yeah, to Cora the thought, first time. I thought she tells. Colson, you know, about the computer thing that he could figure out the stuff over there and then she goes to talk to No, Cora. no, they ha- he has to, she has to talk to she has to talk to Cora first. Cuz Cora has to do the thing that may, then uh Colson has to worry about with his computer skills. Oh, because okay. I could Yeah, cuz he's <clears throat> he's staying behind. They're trying to like I forget what he's looking into cuz I actually don't have that in my notes. But he wants her to talk to Cora because she can use her her emotions. She could read her emotions to see how she yeah, is. I mean, if she's that stable was basically yet. What the point I was I was getting to is like I like how she can, you know, she knew Oh no, they have that conversation later. That point you're gonna get to? That's no, a later I, conversation. I, yeah, okay. I understand that the conversation about the the computer thing is later. Oh. But I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is I like the fact that she can understand that and that Colson can also understand that she could use her emotional powers to try to talk to uh Cora. <laughs> yeah, I go, I know that conversation is later. I go, but I like the fact that she can uh the, the way that she can understand that, you know, Colson could use his computer you know, knowledge or whatever, I go, is the same way that Colson can also realize that May can use her emotional powers to go and talk to Cora. I wasn't trying to get to that specific scene and talk about that. I was just trying to make the comparison of, oh. you know, how they both understand each other oh. and how, like, they can both understand, like, you know, how, you know, basically how they, they know each other, sometimes even better than the person you know themselves mm-hmm. know you know how the person knows themselves and anything because she wants Colson to go and talk to Cora and he's all like no I think you should yeah. so yeah that was just my only point I wasn't trying to get to that scene I was just <laughs> trying to make the comparison of how well Colson and May know each other and they can both bring the best out of each other okay yeah. okay all right all right so yeah 
all right, so she goes in to talk to Cora, and Cora's looking for Daisy. And but this is what bugs me when she's like, "Oh, I know all about you, May," because again, she has the cheat of Sybil showed her, so showed them everything that Shield has done, and she knows about May being cavalry and killing the little mm-hmm. girl. And she goes off on May for like, you know, you killed a kid who's out of control, and. Yeah. Like she was like just a kid. Associate that with like herself and her and when she was younger. Yeah, her being out of control, and I'm like, well, basically, you were just like you were the the version of this kid that yeah May killed. Like, but May's like, but the kid enjoyed hurting people, and the kid did, and she's like, did you enjoy hurting people? Mm -hmm. You know, like how you killed Lee and all the stuff that you did. Like, did you enjoy? Because that's why I put the little girl down because she was out of control and she enjoyed what she was doing. I don't know if I don't know if Cora was supposed to be on the same level as that kid or if she was supposed to have been like this confused girl who was out of control and didn't know how to control her powers until suddenly Nathaniel showed up and showed how to control her powers. Versus the little girl who was actually just I wasn't sure if they were trying to because again I I, I thought like maybe okay we're going to start getting some more character development as a core and she's going to like bring stuff up that kind of lets us in a little bit more on who she is and her character. But it just, again, still felt very vague. I wasn't sure if she was comparing herself to the girl, if her life to what the girl went through, or she just didn't, she was kind of told misinformation by Sybil because, you know, May was like, that girl was killing people or was going to kill a bunch of people. But Cora still made it sound like, no, you're a murderer. You know, you killed that little girl who was just trying to, which is herself i like i didn't get i didn't understand that who's just yeah it's like it's it's one thing for cora to feel like i was just like that little girl and may is basically lee who's trying to kill me but only being shown uh, the version that sybil wants her to know of look how they killed this child versus look at all this awful stuff this child was doing and how may had no choice but to kill this child because this child was evil there's no uh guarantee that Cora herself was evil. Cora's just probably out of control, which is not being evil. It's just being out of control and not can't handle her power. You know? She didn't enjoy hurting the people. Like Cora was running away. She was trying to get away from everyone. She was gonna kill herself. She didn't enjoy what she was doing. The little girl enjoyed what she was doing. And and it's also kind of like hypocritical for uh Cora to she had a, a, equated her equated herself with the little girl so much, not realizing that this little girl would have been on your list of 30 people to kill. Like she wanted to, like she was killing people to save lives. That little girl was like one of the people you kill to save lives, which is what made it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. Like, again, I was, I was still very confused on like, and again, with Cora, it's like, I don't know. Is she acting? Is she like serious? Like, is she serious? Does she really believe that? What exactly does she believe? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we said, is she equating herself with a little girl? Is she misreading the situation? then, you know, you're right. It's very hypocritical because she would be one of those people, the little girl would be, that they would try to, like, put on their list and kill. So I was like, yeah, again, this is just where it's like, uh, if you don't develop a character, I have no idea, you know, what is what. Yeah, What is what, yep. Or what is love. And I'm like, Corey, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. There you go. Uh, but Sybil, sorry, but Cora starts to like when you realize later it was all fake loses it quotation marks and she like so you want to see me control my power and she like knocks out the power yeah. to the lighthouse 
and they realized that that this has now lowered the firewall for Sybil, and like Sybil has still been in the system, and now like she has like she can just she's back completely in their system, and she sends like a note saying, "You killed my hunters, prepare to die." Don't what do you? <laughs> Amigo Montoya. Uh, yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and. <laughs> But the funny thing is, like, May is like reading thing everything out loud, and Coles is like, uh, "You could stop reading that. Yeah. I could actually see it. <laughs> it's creepier when you read it out loud." And she's like, "Wait, Colson, you can read the code." And they realize Coles is like, "Okay, I, he's like, I think I can kind of figure out some of the code a little bit." And but they get like the the power they get the power back, but. It's still like she's Sybil still in there making trouble, and May's like, okay, Colson, try to see if you could like understand what the code is, and that's when Colson figures out like some of it. He could get some of the code. He's like, she's looking for something. She's looking for files. And she's like, I'm gonna try to slow it down, and that's when she's like, I see. He's like, I can speak code. Uh, can't uh, sorry, code. I can speak computer all of a sudden, and he is a robot. He's like, you need to talk to. Co- Yes, and he's like, <laughs> and his robot voice, um, and that's when he—that's when he tells uh, May that she needs to go talk to Cora, and she's like, "No, you." you that's when she's like, "You have to give her the Colson talk." No, 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 that's your job now, because you've done it with Yo Yo, you've done it with her sister, you've done it with me, and you're like, "Oh my God, he's passing yeah, the torch." Yeah, and I love how well he knows, like, that that's what she needs, and that's what May, and you know that he can tap into May's ability and make May tap into her ability more. Because I kind of feel like Colson knows, like, hey, mm-hmm. this is going to be part of you for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, um, new timeline <laughs> or no new timeline. So, you should tap into it more. And I think the more she does it, too, the more she's is able to just feel in general. You know? Because I kind of mm-hmm. feel like she was like a cold... And I also... Oh, and... you know, let me do my cold-hearted snake. And I also, I like Oh, I'm sorry. Go like... for it. Go for your cold-hearted snake joke. <laughs> no, because I kind of feel like she was a cold-hearted snake looking for design. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's been telling lies. <laughs> um, I was going to say, <laughs> with your point of, like, you know, she's new Colson, and, like, she knows him well enough, and he knows her well enough. I think, like you said, this power they've given her of, like, you know, being empathetic is just basically what she's yeah. always kind of done. Like she's always acted like she's just very cold and she's just there to be like, you know, just the physical, the muscle. But she's also been very, like, she's been there. She's been, she was there as a mentor for Daisy this whole time. And she's always been like Colson's sounding board. Like that was why he was so upset in the first half of the season when he was a rope, when he just was freshly a robot and she wouldn't talk to him. And he's like, I need you to be like, you know, the exactly. person I go to. Like she's always been that. And she's never really understood that until now now she has these extra powers that exactly and i like the fact that they brought up the calvary uh thing in this episode because that's kind of when she went cold you know yeah and then like she's like i made my peace with that it took her a long time but she realized she had she did what she had to do so yeah no so i i really i really dug that so i really like again i just it's little things like that that always make me go ah man colson I, I enjoy them. So while they're having all these conversations, uh, Sybil unlocks the cell door that the two fake inhumans, as I've been calling them, <laughs> <Nicely, Matt. laughs> 
that Yo-Yo has <laughs> that Yo-Yo has had uh, been watching. She unlocks the doors and they like they get out and one goes to attack Yo-Yo, but she's still super fast and she like takes him to the bridge and to the command room, wherever the hell they are. And then Cords kind of saunters out of her, her cell and she faces off at them and she's like, she's the guy that took Lee's power with the, the knives. Uh, Yo-Yo has him like, you know, she's holding on to him and she's she's like, his name is Durant. She's like, Sybil, she'll killed him once, you know, and then Yo-Yo's like, he tried to just kill me just now. And Cole, he's like, I'm just following orders. And Cole's like, look at this. Look at these people that, you know, Nathaniel's saying he's saving, like, you know, killers and mercenaries, you know, they're not good people. They're not heroes. And these are bad people who are not heroes. Like, like this guy that tried to kill Yo-Yo, like Garrett, mm-hmm. like Cora. <laughs> and they all now answer to Nathaniel and the Chromicons, you know, they're help. like, you know, like, why don't you, like, he's trying to Colson her, right. really. <laughs> He's like, why don't you stop this? Why don't you join us and stop, help us stop the crimes? You know, like, let's try to fix the, the timeline. Let's get it back to, like, the right timeline. And Cora was like, okay, you want to get back to the, to- the right timeline? Let me do this. And she kills Durant. It's like, now we're closer. Now I'm going to go and kill uh, Susa because he's supposed to be right. dead, too. Well, first of all, she kills Knifey Or guy. we can work together and work on my list. She kills Knifey Guy because that's his name. Knifey. Sorry. Knifey, knifey Guy. guy. Um. <laughs> Right. Now, I, I don't remember, like, which scene it was, but I know because they, they talk about Grant Ward, and she was like... Oh, yeah, she's like, uh, she's like, let's get, you know, let's work on my list, and Yo-Yo's like, oh, what's the first name on your list? And everyone's like, Yo-Yo, and she's like, it's a Yo-Yo, I'm Yo-Yo, exactly. this is what I do. Who could we kill? And they're like, it's Grant Ward. And I gotta tell you, they all kind of went, mm, kind of paused yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But then Colson's like, no, he's a kid. He's like, he could be good. We saw him in a framework. He was good Cor- then. And you know, he just needs right. he just needs to be, you know, he just needs to be guided by the right person. Instead of like, you know, Garrett, who guided him to bad, we can guide him to be good. And Cora's like, oh no, he actually turns out worse. He could. He says he could turn out worse. And you know what he, he probably could have. Worse. He could have been unfocused. No, gr- he could have been unfocused in his evil. Yeah, no Grant. Ward I, I'm is, saying he could have been no unfocused in his evil. Unless he's in a yeah, computer system. He's awesome. But, but okay, but this is she's like you know like if you kill him now, she's like well you know you've killed kills before and May's like I told you right. that girl was evil. Um, <laughs> she's like you know if we kill him like you know who else could be alive? Andrew and like huh? Rosalind yeah. like uh Lincoln, I went, okay, see, now you just ruined your, your whole spiel. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> now he has to live because no one wants Lincoln to live. <laughs> I go, Nettle. You had me until you mentioned Lincoln. <laughs> they, I mean, they basically, right, they had me kind of going, eh, okay, whatever. But then when she mentioned Lincoln, that made me so angry that I then wanted to start killing people. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that the, the the Lincoln thing. I was like, really? Did they really bring up Lincoln? Lincoln's the name you want to bring up as the person that could still be alive? No, no, that's not the Lincoln guy. is the thing that makes me want to join. But uh, they talk about like you know, there you go. Let's just kill him. Uh, but <laughs> he oh, sucked. God. Um, 
<laughs> so, you know, and that's, you know, when Coles is like, you know, you could change, you could be the right path, Cora, you could be good. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm, um, I'm whom I'm supposed to be. You know, my mother thought so. I'm going to show her. I'm going to show who I'm supposed to be. And this woman is like, you know what? Your mother's here. I'm going to take yeah. you to your mother. I'm going to show you your mother. And she's like, I'm going to give you what no one else will give you. I'm going to give you right. the truth. And she takes her down to where they, they have Jiang's body. And I did like how when she sees her, she's like, oh, my mom takes energy. You give her some energy, she'll be alive. She's going to be fine. And she's like trying to wake her up and she kind of realizes she's not getting up. And May's just like, oh, uh, yeah. She's not waking up. She did. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she, she did. And she's like, wait, her neck is broken. And it looks like her, she's like, it looks like she's been quaked. And she's like, Daisy. And May's like, no. She's like, your mom was protecting Daisy. And then, yeah, she's like, no, couldn't have been him. If he did, he had a reason. He's like, no, no, he was trying to kill Daisy, and your mother was trying to protect her. Your boyfriend's bad. He's never, ever been any good. (laughs) And see, okay, and at that point, if she just turned to May and went, I like bad boys. Okay, then you know what? I understand Cora's character. <laughs> but instead, it's like, but this is when they're trying to put the they're trying to put the seed where maybe she's not so bad. I went, I don't know. That's what is was, she? Is she not? I can't tell. That's what was confusing me because she sees her mom, and then she's like, no, and you know when she realizes that she can't like bring her back, and then she seems all upset, and it's like, but again, I never felt like you gave a crap about your mom. You seem by the time we they show you in afterlife. It's like you don't like I would have believed she would have killed her mom if she could, you know, I go, mm-hmm. you know, I, may, maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe she never really showed like that. She was wanted to murder Jiang. But honestly, with the way they showed Cora and the way they portrayed her so far, I, I couldn't really say that they haven't either. I couldn't say that they clearly defined her as someone who mm-hmm. loved her mother and like didn't want her dead. She seems to not give a shit about afterlife. She... There's a th- they... Go ahead. Yeah, they spend a lot of time, a lot of time talking. Like, there's a lot of times where Jiang's like, oh, she, we were so close and then she changed. And then a lot of, like, you know, bitter core, like, my mom kept me prisoner. But I didn't believe any of it. Right, yeah. You know? you told you, you, There was a lot of words about it, but I didn't so believe thing, any of it. Like, were they know? trying to, like, were we supposed to believe it? Or was it just like, ah, no, I, I know you, you're lying. Like, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't know, but she's still like she's clearly thrown about this whole thing, and um, May is trying to like convince her that you know Nathaniel's like you know no good, and she's like he's using your pain, and she's like no no no, and then she goes with her whole like weird like you know uh, cult thing like no no he saved me he like he saved me from them, and I went I wish I saw him actually save you. Beyond stopping yeah. you from killing yourself, which is I, one thing, but saving you from afterlife—that's a whole nother thing. Stopping you from killing yourself is one thing, but saving you from afterlife is not exactly. what he did. Exactly. You know. Uh, well, he saved. He literally saved her from having an afterlife because uh-huh. she didn't kill herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Take it. Enjoy that. <laughs> anyway, but May's like, May's like, no, no. He just wants chaos. He just wants, like, you know, he doesn't want 
he has no ideals. He's not trying to make this a better world. He just wants chaos. And then when I guess, I don't know what he wants. But then uh, Korra's like, no, I want to fight well, she you. Tells May, because everyone wants to physically fight Right, because she kind of tells May when May goes, oh, he's using you and your pain. And she goes, oh, like you're trying to do right now. Yeah. And she tries to hit her. And I went, you have a power. You and Garrett. Not the uh, brightest. You, and you've had your power longer. And she's had yeah. her power longer. You know, like I hate to say it, but Nathaniel wanted to try to fist fight May. He would have just quaked her. And anyway, that just, that's the only thing. That's the only positive I can say for Nathaniel. Show you how bad these characters are. They're making Nathaniel look smart. Exactly. So she's and but May is like kicking her butt, and then she kind of realizes, wait, I have mm-hmm. powers, and she like May like matrixes her way she's back so cool. and like avoids the. <laughs> The flame yeah. of the, the energy ball, whatever, like Cora throws, and she like burns a hole in the wall. And May's like, Oh crap, she would have killed me. But before they can do anything, Garrett comes in, young Garrett comes in and like teleports her because that's what it's called teleporting. Whoa, that's a cool teleports name. her away. Ooh, what's up with that? <laughs> and we'll go back to their teleporting yeah. after. We got to go back. Oh, it's gonna be lost. We gotta go back. We gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta go back. Kate, we gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta go back to oh, we're back on um we're back on the Zephyr. And Nathaniel uh he's he's like telling this guy to send out the signal, we, which we don't know what it is, but the guy calls Nathaniel, sir, he's all like, oh, I'm going to make it so that no one can call anyone sir again. I was like, okay, it's, that's your new right. motivation. Is okay. that really what it's about? Like, who are, what the hell do you want? What is your, uh, I can't. I don't know. If you told me it was like four or five different, like, split personalities in Nathaniel. Oh, that would make so much and sense. And each one has their own motivation. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Or when he got the power, he quaked himself into like three different people, like actual three separate people. Yes. And each time we see Nathaniel, it's a different guy. <laughs> I'd believe that. You know what? I would have believed that that weirdo kid but, that was that know. was drinking milk was just born with split personalities, and that's why he was the outcast <laughs> and the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so while they're like, you know, they send the signal out, we see Deke, and Deke's all like, Deke is ready Deke. to die hard. This. He's like, Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. And before he can do anything, he's caught by Garrett. And I want that to crap. I really wanted a Deke sneaking. I go doing a whole John McClane sneaking around the Zephyr type. Even if he gets caught at the end, I wanted like just those moments would have been hysterical. We deserve yes. to have that. We deserve to have that. We just something where he's like trying to sabotage him, home alone him, <laughs> anything. But no, nope. like he went from before he... to home alone. <laughs> because no one deep You're would right. end up being home That's alone. <laughs> but we didn't get any of that. We got he is caught right away. Although I'm I really like, wanted with uh, Simmons there and uh garrett and uh Nathaniel with his long trench coat. I wanted like a deke version of the breakfast club. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great too oh don't you forget about me would have been uh simmons and fitz's exactly. theme song and judd nelson in that was supposed to be the the tough bully who beat everyone up even though he was like four foot eight and looked like he could get his ass kicked by <laughs> molly ringwall but so that so nathaniel was perfect for that role 
I've never liked that movie, you know? Yeah. I just did not get into yeah. it. Yeah. Also, too, Amelia Estevez was the jock. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. While Deke is getting caught, uh, Nathaniel has Simmons locked as that memory machine yes. that we saw before, and she kind of she has a flashback to when she's in the the pod at the bottom of the ocean with Fitz, yep. and she has like another Fitz memory when they're like after she came back from Mavis, yes. I think. Yeah, and he's like. He's like, I, I want to find Fitz. And he realizes that she's like blocking him from finding Fitz. And he like, he slaps her. And, but she's all like, I'm hardcore. I'm not giving you anything. She has like, she's like, she gives yeah, no he finds me because he's like, how are you uh, blocking me? And then when he like grabs her, he sees yeah. the, the. Well, first they bring in, they bring in Deke and Deke is beat up. I mean. And he's trying I, to like. I, I was trying to uh, avoid embarrassing Deke like that. Um, so Aww. they got Deke, Deke is, is beat there, up, okay, and he's tied he, up. He gave okay, out, he's tied up and he's beat up and he's he, bleeding he, he from gave the mouth. Them just as much as they gave him. Okay, all right, <laughs> I'm there for you. Deke. And um, yeah, and she's like, and he's like, he's like, okay, so he's like, maybe like, okay, you won't break because you get physically beat. So how about I break you emotionally? He's like, I'm going to put Simmons in a coma and I'm going to dig around her head. And he's like grabbing her by the back of her neck. And that's he when finds, yeah. he sees the lights. <laughs> he sees yeah. the lights <laughs> glow in the back of her neck. And he's basically like, oh, okay. So we just need to get this thing out. But you know what? It's a lot harder yeah. than you think there, Nathaniel slash Judd Nelson. Than you think, yeah. Yeah. Uh and then but he also but he like he knocks out Deke. He's like, That's for my father. I went, I didn't think you gave a crap about your father. Don't put your father into this at the last second. He didn't give a crap about his father. That's what it's like, well, you know what? It's it's just motivation number eight for uh Nathaniel. Yeah. He's like oh, he like but he like he like quakes Deke against the wall and I'm like, Did he break Deke's neck? Like Deke should have been dead. Yeah, I mean, well, the way he did, I don't know, maybe you can control the force of the quake. I don't know. You're right. He probably should have been dead. I don't know. I was like, Deke should have been dead. Yeah. But again, but don't forget, he's had his powers longer, so he's so much better at that. Um... He can control <laughs> the intensity of the quake, because he's the quake master. <laughs> <laughs> the quake master general. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was just like, the fact that he's like, that's where my old man, I went, no. No, we don't need your revenge for your father because exactly. who cares? It's like, that's not even a, that's not even yeah. a part of the story. Like, that, was, that hasn't even been mentioned. <laughs> like, since. I didn't know you knew he died. Uh, so, he can't use the scanner. Nathaniel can't use that scanner because, and uh, Sim is like, yeah, only I can use it. And she's still like, not giving you anything. He's like, he's rage monster. And I guess now he's also he has out yeah, of control rage. He needs to watch. I that. don't know, because he like he throws. He's like, okay, we're gonna put you in the memory machine, and I'm gonna get in there too. And she's like, go for it, because the more you dig for Fitz, the deeper he'll go. And if he goes deep enough, he'll disappear forever. And he's like, well, I better find him fast. And I'm like, oh, he's 
they're gonna. I thought it was gonna fits. be like a Tron thing inside her head. They were both on the little Tron things, and he's gonna try to like catch up to her. Fits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but it made me laugh. In my head. You know, well, they're still in the eighties, so yeah, it could have been. A or just like a race of him, like running, and uh, Fitz and Simmons just holding hands, yep. running away from him, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna catch you! I'm gonna catch you!" <laughs> so yeah, but I thought, okay, so I thought we were only gonna get the two flashback scenes that we saw Fitz that were gonna be the only time we we're gonna see Fitz, but no, we got a brand new we Fitz scene. New... Do you know how excited do I was? Know... But do you know it made me sad? <laughs> What made you like sad? Fit scenes because I was like, it's almost one of those. It's like, here's the thing they better, like, we better get like a Fitz in like the finale, you know? A Fitz in, a fits in what? A Fitz in, in what? Sorry, yes, I w- yeah, I really I want the next two episodes, baby, chock full of right. Fits. Because if not, or we get little Fitz in the finale, and we don't even get a lot, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what. If this is all I'm getting, I don't even want it. <laughs> like, I'm that type of person. It was like, <laughs> I was happy to see him. And I was happy that we got the two new scenes. Yeah. But it was still like, oh, it just made me like, oh, I miss him like this season. And like, we better get more fit. Like, that finale better be chock full of fits. Because if not, I'm just going to be like, oh, it's they give you <laughs> something that you want just a little bit. And you're like, oh, if that's all I'm going to get. But I mean, obviously, I was happy to, you know, see him. Yeah, uh, we get we see. Um, well, the first one was just the in the little end scene with when they when when Enoch is in the other hunter mm-hmm. skin and yeah. he saves them, and we see like we see Nathaniel like at the corner. I went, oh crap, we're gonna see Nathaniel in the corner on their memories. And the next scene, which is a brand new scene, is Simmons is with Enoch and he's like mapping her brain and she's like very excited about it because you know she right. geeks out on science. And there, she's clearly working on Diana, and he's working on the time machine. And he's like, "But there's somewhere like somewhere underground, and they're working with scraps." So he's like frustrated with that because you know that's a, a Fitz thing. And but Simmons, Enoch's like, "It's okay, you have enough time because you're working on you're working on a time mm-hmm. machine." And he's like, "All right, Enoch, get out the room, get out of here, leave, leave." Like, bro, that's your best friend. Awesome. <laughs> and. Yeah, yeah. He's like, go, go, go. I want to have a moment with my lady. <laughs> and he's like, why don't we? He's like, why don't we take advantage of the fact that we will be building a time machine? We will have time to go back to the temple and save everyone. Why don't we just take this time and live our life? And she's like, is this because of the blood work? Do you think that meant because she's oh, pregnant at this time? We're gonna do a crossover with Flash. <laughs> ah, you know what? Um, there you go. Yeah, so there that was go. the first thing that I got was that it's because she's pregnant. Um, I see my first immediate thought was, "Oh my god, is one of them dying?" And then I thought, "Oh no, oh, no, yeah, I, she's I probably pregnant." One of them dying. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I go worst case scenario with probably, Fitzsimmons. That's okay, probably the best way to go. Um, yeah, so I thought <laughs> of like a baby too. Um, I didn't understand the whole though. Well, we're building a time machine because then we have all like the time in the world. But it's like if you age. Like the time machine doesn't bring you back, like back, back to, to your, your age. age. So unless yeah. you're talking about meeting up with different, I I don't know, like different, you know, you, yourself. Well, I think they were more about they have time to at least have like kind of like um, uh, 
Daisy taking a loop out just to hook up with uh, <laughs> uh, Susa, they have time to like live a little bit of a life and then go back and save everyone else. It's not about them being young. It's about still being able to have a life and then go back to save everyone else's lives. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I guess it's like, I think it was it was yeah it was less about like oh we yeah no I, I think you're right well you know we want to go yeah, back yeah, in time yeah. and save them young it's like oh we can live and then go back you know like take ten years and no, then go back I, and save them they'll be still I, there I, no I just think you're absolutely right I think that's what they meant but I don't know if I'm down with that like mm-hmm. I think I'm just I'm just okay. going like really just take ten years off and do whatever it's like I don't know it's like I, I got what they I got what Enoch meant which was like oh even if you figure this out in like 30 years or whatever you can just go back and save them but it's like I don't know like I just feel like I don't know and maybe it, it, that is what Fitzsimmons would do but I just feel like any members of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a time like this where it's like you know they're friends are in trouble they know they have to go back and like save them they know what's going on I don't feel like any one of the members could just take time off and just live a life like it's kind of like if captain america went back and lived like 10 years with peggy (laughs) carter and everything but they still haven't actually defeated thanos yet you know well he's always but he's news that he has a time machine that he just go back to the right time and defeat thanos i I that's what he's saying like i like what fitz was like they just he's like he's like if anything they've learned from may and colson is that you know yeah. Take the time you have. I you never know when you lose still it. Going, but what if you don't figure it out? It's not like, it's not like he's like, I'm really close to figuring it out. We're almost done, and then it's like, all right, well, let's take some time for ourselves since we're almost done. He was still nowhere <laughs> near it. How do you even know you're figuring it out? What happens if you die in those ten years where you're just chilling and everything? And it's like, well, now you're fucked. Yeah, well, then my like, bad. Oh, shit, guess we didn't have enough time. You know, and it was like, I don't know. I just feel like that's very irresponsible. And there's way too many things that could happen. And aren't you always worried? Like, oh, well, what if, you know, what if something happens to one of us? You know, we're nowhere near figuring it out. What if it takes us, you know, 30, 40 years and we don't have that time because we wasted 10 years or whatever living our lot? Like, it just felt very irresponsible. Like, I got the I got the logistics Well, this is Fitzsimmons and they are super smart. Yeah. And I'm down with fits where he's wants to be selfish no, with his smarts no, and live a life that's very no that's there's too many loopholes there. That's very me and fits and the and the doctor me and fits and the doctor are <laughs> very selfish in our wants let's hope you never have to uh, come up with a time machine to save us all well, see, I'm not smart yet, so I'm not like that smart. So we were hey, already screwed hey. right there. <laughs> Even if I didn't take hey, ten years, we were already screwed. Some credit, you could be. No, no, you're not that smart. Yeah, no. but hey, you're the only thing that bugged me the most. <laughs> ah, the thing that bugged me the most about this scene, besides you know him wanting to take time, was nathaniel being there like i want to see their last memory because he's like he's pissed off because he's not getting the answer he's like, i don't want you in their memory at all it pissed me off that we finally get fits back and nathaniel's in the yeah, corner and- of all their scenes now just imagine if that had been ward in the corner of those oh, scenes way cooler that that would have been cool at, and it at the very least, Tell Nathaniel it's... could at least made it a little interesting. Like when Fitz and Simmons are talking, he just walks up and like sniffs Simmons' hair or something like that. You know, just for 
Okay, go I'll go full, full creepy. creepy. Go full creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're like he's looking for their last memory, which is now look like we're like in that white space again, which I guess is just the memory that he just stripped out of where they were. He just wanted to see like the last thing they were talking about. And Simmons is very upset. She's like, they're talking about Diana. She's like, it was only supposed to help me forget your location, not forget everything, like, you know, more. And I'm thinking, you're thinking, are you thinking the same thing I was thinking? It's not just about her forgetting where he is. It's about her forgetting him and the baby. I think she's upset about forgetting the baby. Yeah, I I go, this is what we talked about in a couple podcasts ago where we, we kind of thought that like that was our uh reasoning is like what if she forgets like her child and like what if they have a child and you know they had a child in that time and that diana is supposed to make her forget but the only thing and while like 80 percent of me believes that then there's a 20 percent of me that kind of goes but she seemed way too devastated when they took that chip out in the time loopy episode (laughs) And it was like, <laughs> yes, I could see her being emotional, like, oh, I have a daughter. But it wasn't like an emotional, like, crying. It was like a devastated, like, even uh, Quick, Quick says it in the <laughs> next episode, which she was like, you were, like, devastated. And, yeah, that could still be maybe just from forgetting your child. But I don't. Ooh, what Ooh. happened? Tell me. Ooh. Well, or, yeah. or, or she did have the child. The child died. Oh, and now she just and now she realizes she forgot she even had the kid. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's sad. I hope not. That would suck. <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, I got it, and then you're like, I hope not. Um, but then how is she born? Well, don't forget, according to Doctor Cora, Deke's from a different timeline. Yeah. The same way Daisy was talking to her sister, who's dead. And, and Daisy wouldn't have existed because now uh, Jaying is dead, so Daisy uh, wouldn't have been born, and Daisy's still there. All right, another timeline. But yeah, but, uh, but I hope that doesn't. Happen. Simmons doesn't want to do this, but yeah, but and Fitz is like, no, no, you have to do this because if you don't, you won't be able to do what you need to have. You will have to do further down the line. Right. So, <sighs> and they're having this big emotional scene, and in the corner is freaking Nathaniel, and I'm like. Go and he's, away. He's not happy. And and he's yeah, he's like, no, where are you? Where are you? And Simmons and Fitz are hugging. She's like, no, I don't want you to, I don't want to forget, I'll forget. And then as she's like saying that, Fitz like disappears and she's hugging herself, saying, I don't want to forget, I'll forget. And then Daniel gets out and he's pissed. And he's like, I don't have the information. And Deke's like, I guess you didn't, I guess he didn't find Fitz. And Simmons goes, Who's Aww. Fitz? Oh, <gasps> uh... I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. You're making sad faces, sad, sad voices. Faces. Oh, man. Sad emoji face. Um, sad emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's what I I just, you know what? I, I don't. Maybe it's just the optimist in me. I just don't feel like they'll fuck us over with Fitzsimmons. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, the way they killed him off and kind of killed him in at the end of season five and you know and mm-hmm. people were like oh shit but then like oh but there's another and you're like okay but that was still like one time too many where you killed him i don't feel like and everything yeah. they've done to fitzsimmons i don't feel like they're gonna screw us on this so even though things seem dire 
I, I'm, I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that everything's going to be okay. I'm like really hoping that in the end, he's alive and the baby's alive and they're back together and it's all yes, good. Exactly. I like that. Oh, God, he's dead, isn't he? The kid's dead. They're all going to die. Yeah, he's totally dead. <laughs> he's totally dead. He's totally dead. He's totally dead. Um, so while this is going on, because um, so, everything's happening around the same time, Kosen, who's now full-on computer genius, he's figured out that Sybil was accessing uh, the locations of all the, the shield so why, bases. Baby? Why was she doing that? And, I, don't, I, I don't know. And uh, when Mac and crew are in the, the Quinjet and they're like, we're getting close to the Zephyr, all of a sudden they see all these, like, in the sky, they see all these Chromicon ships appear. And then back on the Zephyr, Nathaniel, who, by the way, did you check, did you uh, see one of the, one of his workers that, the crew members it, it Ed, that came to talk Eddie to Munster. him? Yes, it was Gray from Black Lightning. I went, this woman looks so familiar. Went, oh my god, it's Eddie Munster. Uh. Which is what a character on Black Lightning called her. Yes, sorry, yes. Her, she was on Black Lightning, and we called, and well, yeah. uh, what's her face called? Jennifer called her Eddie Monster, and I freaking love that. That was one of my favorite lines. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was dressed like Eddie Monster. Yeah. And I, she did. But I was like, oh my God, it's great. She's uh, now in space. Okay. She cool. is never good, is she? <laughs> no, she's never. And this like guard goes, hey, sir, they're here. Yeah. And. Nathaniel again in his anger like kills him. He goes, "I told you not to call me, sir. In the new world order, there will be no sir." And I went, "Okay, so now this is." At first, I thought you were about chaos, and now it's a new world order, and I don't know what you're talking about. And now about. it's about. And we've realized that it's about formal greetings. Okay, sure. That the, what happened was, yeah, thank you. Uh, and now, because he's so his rage makes him un, un, out of control. Um, we find out that years ago, Sybil had contacted her planet and told the Chromicons, her hunters, to instead of, I don't know, look out for the strike, they're going to come destroy a planet, she had them make modifications to their ship, to all their ships and wait for their signal, which was the signal that Nathaniel sent at the beginning of the episode. And he he like, he says, this is Nathaniel Malik. I suck. That's exactly how how he sounded and what he said. And also, I don't like being called sir, and I'm a big baby, and I love chaos. Um, <laughs> how about you, like, you know, fire whenever ready? And we realize that Colson's like, oh, crap, he's trying to contact the bases to warn them, but he has, he doesn't get a chance, because now the Chromicons now fire all the, the uh, shield bases and have now taken out shield completely. Yeah, one by one. Shield is dead, except for the lighthouse. Except for the lighthouse. It, it's Battlestar Galactica, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and we, okay, nerd. And <laughs> but we see the, tris, the Triskelion yes. blow up. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's. I mean, but then I went, oh, they probably killed Alexander Pierce. So, right. you know, but fine. I mean, technically, wasn't Shield dead anyway? How many times has Shield died? I go. mean, that's the thing. It's like, oh no, it always comes right. back. It's a phoenix, exactly. And it's kind of like. I know I should feel bad because there were probably people in those bases that they killed. Um, but it was, yeah, but it was like, oh, yeah, you know how many times, like, oh, shield's been destroyed. And it's like, it's all right. We'll always get a real shield. Yeah, oh, God. Well, no, they're gone too, hopefully. Um, but uh, 
so she basically she fulfilled her uh her her mission she has now destroyed shield and taken them out and i guess hydra's gone too because they're part of shield and now they can take over the earth yeah i mean but hey there was a happy ending there was a happy ending garrett was able to get Cora back on the ship in time and she and uh, Nathaniel have a nice romantic kiss because now they're a thing. Sure. It goes back to that trope where, you know, I guess that's the way it has to be. They they thought it'd be cool. And also, and then she has to betray him because he realizes that she's been betraying her. He's betrayed her by killing her mother. So she has to turn on him where he thinks oh, they're all good and lovey dovey. That is such another trope. <laughs> and that's, oh, that'll probably, I don't want her, I don't want her good. I don't want her having any redeeming qualities because you, I hate this character so much. I want her to stay on this path. Yeah. I want her to stay, I want her to stay evil and bad and just crazy. Right. And it's going to be shit no matter what, but at least this is a little better version of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some sugar on this exactly. shit. <laughs> it's a little sweeter. I would love it. I would love it if, like, you know, May thinks, oh, wait, now that she knows that, you know, Nathaniel killed her mother, she'll join us. And you realize, nope, nope, she yeah, sucks no, all the way. She's just, she's, she sucks. She's always sucked. Um, yeah. It's like, just make her evil. Because clearly, there's no way that. You, you haven't done enough to develop her to, to show her to show us that she's complicated and she has layers and everything. So might as well just make her evil. Uh, Avril Lavigne, she is not. Oh yeah, <laughs> you threw a complicated. Why you gotta make yes. things so complicated? I actually don't know the rest of the words of that song. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my uh my tank top with a tie. Oh, she was so uh, she was so <laughs> skater punk that Avril Lavigne. And yeah. I heard she was a yeah. she was a big fan of David Bowie. <laughs> I remember that. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, this was a very frustrating episode. Like you said. Like I when it was yeah, when it was over, like that was I was like, let me write this is the first note I wrote was frustrating. Yeah. And then I wrote knockoff. But yeah, <laughs> frustrating was the best part. Yeah, and it's like I, I get it's supposed to be like Everything they did is, uh, again, classic TV. You're setting up the, ep- the penultimate episode before mm-hmm. the series finale or even a season finale. You got to set up the doom and gloom because then you're leading into the final episode. So I get all that. But again, it's mm-hmm. the characters that are doing it, the motivation behind it that just doesn't work for me. Because every time it's Sybil and the Chronicoms, it feels real. It feels intense. It feels big. I understand who they are, what they're doing, why they're doing it. But every time, and unfortunately most of the time, it's um, knockoff Ward and 33, uh, Cora and Nathaniel, it's just, <laughs> nope, not buying it. Who the hell are these people? God, I hate them. This is so frustrating. Can someone just kill them, please? Once I realized, like, oh my God, how much... Once I realized if I could just put Ward and Agent 33 in the spots of their characters, how how that would have improved this whole storyline, not just this episode, this episode, but the full storyline, this whole season, I went, oh my god, that would have worked. I would have enjoyed it so much more. I wouldn't have to go, well, I kind of like this part of this episode. I like this. I would have been like, no, yeah. this is all good. Like, just that simple. 
these two characters of what bring is what's bringing it down, and it it's very frustrating that the final season is this. It was it would have been like oh my if the final season of Arrow had been with young Caden James. Uh... That would have been it's, amazing. It's like that. Um, <laughs> With the young Kanan James and the, the 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 group of like five villains plus that one guy, which I still don't even know how he I was. I don't even know who he was. Group. <laughs> I was like, did we get an episode for him? I legit do not remember. I remember everyone's episodes but his. And that's what it's like if that had been the final season of Arrow. Is it this what it's like it's taking away from what could have been a really great season with by using weak villains. And when you already had the Chromicons and Sybil, which were good yes. villains, don't toss on these like knockoff versions of Warden Agent 33. Yes. You had it. You had Sybil. You had the Chromicons. You didn't need Malik and Korra like in, in the whole second half of the season. Like it just felt like someone thought the idea of ha- Daisy having a sister was cool. You know? And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you do that if you're if you're going and you have the two, three more seasons, and then you can build her character up in a relationship or or not a relationship. I don't know, whatever you want to do, but to just throw her in to being kind of the part of the big bad at the last like three or four episodes, and then not develop her properly, like I, I don't. We should yeah. have saw her from the beginning. She should have been somehow like the Chromicons should have grabbed her in the very first episode. If you wanted to have this whole thing of Daisy having to choose between her found family and Shield and her biological family, but we've already seen that drama with the whole with um when she joined up humans and her parents yes. and her having to choose between them and Shield. So it's like you didn't have to it's go down just... that road again. Because we already know exactly. that she's going to choose they, Shield. They, they had I don't know they just they had this great conversation combination of the first half of the season it's like i'm enjoying everyone on shield it's like i'm enjoying the chronicons and sybil like it's these two people in this storyline that unfortunately is so big and it's taking up so much of it that's so just not needed because like every it'd be perfect if just like it would be perfect if they didn't exist and they just dealt with sybil and the chronicons Mm -hmm. and of course more fits but i go yeah it's just it's a shame because again such a really strong first half of the season and then there are like you said there are parts in the second half and episodes that are good but these two characters are really bringing it down i mean i see his face and i just want to punch yes and not because like it's not because oh he's a great villain you know, like, like, oh, like, you know, you hated Lionel Luther on Smallville because he was a good villain. <laughs> you were He's say, not even a good villain. You hate Lionel Richie on Smallville. I was like, Lionel Richie was on Smallville because I hate oh, Lionel Richie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... <laughs> he was. De- you know what? I stopped watching for a season. Maybe you he know was, what? A possibility. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the characters are just—they're oh, really bringing the season down. Sorry, I have dancing on the ceiling stuck in my head now. Thanks. You're very <laughs> welcome. <laughs> oh, what a feeling. Um <laughs> So yeah, that was the penultimate yes. episode of Agents of Shield. A brand new day. I remember the name of the of the episode finally. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. 
I a frustrating day, more like it. <laughs> and then we're getting ready. Uh, that's it. We're one episode away. Yep, two hours. It's gonna be a big one. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready. I, I don't know if I'm ready. I, Are I, you I ready? I, don't, I honestly don't think uh-huh. so. So I'm just gonna go in it head first and just see how it goes. Ah, oh, it's gonna be over, man. <sighs> what do we do? We found another show to talk about. <laughs> That's what we do. Okay. Okay. Cool. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this has been one more thing. I've been Tiffany. I've been Anthony. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget to watch the series finale. It's gonna be good. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it's chock full of fists. Chock full of fists. That's what that's it. That's how I, I want it promoted. That's what it needs to be. Chock full of fists. All right.